All right, so I'm actually recording this episode wearing a tinfoil hat. I'm your one weird friend that texts you a selfie of herself wearing a tinfoil hat and then says, try it. I'm that person. That's me. I'm your one weird friend. (laughs) Actually, I like to think I'm your one fun friend because honestly, how many other friends do you have that's going to text you a picture randomly out of the blue, unsolicited, by the way, wearing a tinfoil hat and encouraging you to make a hat out of foil. I never grew up, guys. Don't do it. It's a trap. Have fun forever. Because why? The idea, the concept of what an adult is supposed to be is a construct. We talked about time being a construct. We talked about (laughs) reality being a construct. The roles that we are supposed to play because, say, you are an adult. You have a job. It's very serious. And so you cannot do silly things because this is what an adult is supposed to do now. Um, That's all bullshit. Yeah, somebody made that up. So what is considered normal is just a bunch of people. You get the, the majority of people to agree on something and then that's normal. Right. But if we live in a society where being normal meant like actually holding on to this like youthful exuberance and this joie de vivre and this sort of zest for the experience of life, that would be normal if you could get, (laughs) I don't know, at least 4 billion people to agree that that's the way to live. Somehow we've got at least 4 billion people who have agreed or have been programmed to think that being an adult means not being able to like actually have a good time and have fun and do silly things like wear a tinfoil hat. Now, you guys know me. I'm not just putting on a tinfoil hat just to wear a tinfoil hat, right? Um, it is fun, but not fun in the way like a normal person would be having fun. Um, it's also an experiment. I've done this before, <laughs> but I thought I'd revisit it. I'm listening to a book. It's called The Invisible Rainbow. Nobody recommended it to me. It popped up after I finished reading um, The Quantum Revelation. It popped up in a recommendation. So I was like, okay, I'll give it a listen. So in the book, the basically the premise of it is basically how we are being our bodies are being worn down by electricity. And in one particular chapter, he actually equates um, flu and the influenza um, and symptoms of the flu to electronical, um, sorry, electrical disturbances in the atmosphere. Now, we, for example, when we go on TikTok and you just scroll, right? One video, you see, you watch a video of somebody laughing, you scroll and then you watch the next video and somebody crying, you scroll and you watch like the constant stimulation of just one topic to another topic to another topic. The body that you are existing in right now, the body that your consciousness is existing in right now has not adapted for that level of stimulation and emotional variation within 30 second clips right this body did not has not had enough time to adapt to that right so it's very i encourage you it is very wise it would be very wise of you that if you catch yourself spending too much time staring at this thing this electric device in your hand that is emitting 
radiation that we have on our ears that we keep on our bodies or close to our bodies, I would encourage you from time to time to put this thing down and walk away from it. Now, intuitively, I've sort of felt that, but it's one thing to know something on a, on a subconscious level or an intuitive level. It's another thing to make yourself conscious of it. As I'm listening to the book, the guy talks about how right around the same time that the Spanish flu um, epidemic or pandemic came into play, a bunch of radio towers um, and electrical towers were also getting kind of put up. It was the beginning of the industrial um, revolution. And so he draws a correlation. I, I like reading these sort of books because they challenge conventional notions and they also bring to the forefront of the listener's consciousness or the reader's consciousness other ideas, other theories as to you know things that routinely plague the human race that may have been shunted or, or you know placed to the side that is not normal but might have some validity that might be worth considering it's just it's a perspective shift that makes you sort of think outside the box so anything that's going to help me think outside the box to challenge conventional notions, to challenge the status quo. I'm open to it. So I'm listening to this book, and he's basically saying that there are some individuals who are particularly sensitive to RF, like radio frequency, and um, and as a result, you know, they would get sick, headaches, migraines, um, hair loss, even nausea, depression, anxiety, um, on the Telegram group, you can find the Telegram group. You can find a link to the Telegram group if you're interested. I've started slowly taking off connections to it, and I'm just going to mention it to the people who listen to the podcast from now on because I'm trying to sort of be very particular about people who are going to come to the group. So I figured if you're listening to the podcast, you're not just a random person who just saw me on TikTok, right? You're actually interested in these sort of topic and deep dives, right? So um, the group is open as of now, um, but in there I posted two videos which feature excerpts from this book that are worth listening to, just to have the information because you never know. But as I'm listening to this book, I'm thinking, I was exhausted actually, because I'd spent all day um, designing a t-shirt, so I was drawing on my iPad, so I had my iPad on my lap, which is not good, honestly, and then I had my phone so not too far from me. And I was just feeling exhausted. And I get to this chapter where the guy keeps talking about like your body because you're not allowing your body to, some people's bodies cannot sort of relieve itself of electricity. And then some people's bodies can't handle this constant bombardment of electronic, you know, or electrical radiation right it it causes them to be exhausted it causes them to to be to feel sick it causes them to feel lethargic um as i'm listening to that i was like man i am actually tired right now um and then he correlates it to like a lack of also um your body's inability to take in oxygen right and i have had issues with this body and um anemia which is you know it's kind of sim similar so i started thinking like gosh what if I'm thinking anemia is basically just low iron, but it's actually, maybe that's just one explanation, right? What if another explanation could be like some people are just sensitive. I mean, I am sensitive, but could, could it be that some people's bodies are just 
more sensitive to radiation, especially if you're finding yourself just constantly around technology and there's a correlation, right? If you're on your phone a lot, which a lot of us are now, you know, I mean, it's become sort of commonplace because we're told that these things are safe. So if you're told off the bat that these things are safe, then you're not going to really be mindful of where you put them. They've almost become a part of you. And so I'm listening to this and I feel like the synchronicity between what was being said in the book and how I was feeling in that moment. So I, I paid attention and I put my phone down and I walked away. And then I walked back to my phone because uh, I thought, okay, wait, two things. One, if I'm constantly, if, if this is true and I'm constantly being bombarded by like radio waves and radio frequencies, can I, is, how can I block it? And then I had the idea of tinfoil, tinfoil hat, right? So they say that quote unquote crazy conspiracy theorists wear tinfoil hats, but it's 2022 now. We've seen enough conspiracy theories, not all, but we've seen a lot of conspiracy theories end up actually proving to be true. So I was like, okay, fuck it. Like, let's go. And I've had this idea before, but I guess I just was sort of, I I don't know. I just, you know, you're conditioned to think it's silly, but I went online, I Googled it on my phone (laughs) and I, and I said, you know, does uh, can aluminum foil block like radio frequency, like radio waves. And it, the answers were like, yeah, you can actually make a makeshift Faraday cage using foil. So I was like, all right, well, I'm feeling lethargic and I'm feeling sort of tired. So what if I just grab, grab a bunch of foil and I wrap my phone with it? Like, you know, the base, I could still use my phone, but I block my phone. Um, I wrap it with foil and then I put the shit on my head. Will that kind of help me? So that will it create a sort of shield? So I tried it. Here's a weird thing, guys. I, 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 and, and I'm aware. Let me finish my, my previous thought before I jump in. This is the first time in human history, the history of this body, these bodies, right? Of consciousness existing in these forms anyway, that we know of anyway that the body this body has been bombarded with as much radiation as we are taking into our bodies i don't even know if radiation is the right word but definitely radio waves radio frequencies you know like you have the white fire you get the bluetooth which is constantly just just constantly we can't see it but it's just constantly and even though we're being told by corporations that it's perfectly safe how many times have corporations told you their products are perfectly safe i can think of the you know tobacco company i can think of the alcohol companies right a lot of things that are normative are not safe and I've always had a weird thing about putting my cell phone up to my head. I don't do it. So if anybody, if you call me, I'm gonna, you're going to be on speaker. And I don't use a Bluetooth thing. Because I've just seen some stuff, even in the, in the booklet itself that comes with your phone, there is like some wording there that makes you sort of like raise an eyebrow. But it's one of those things where because everybody's doing something, you just kind of go along with it. But I've just always been mindful of not putting it up to my head. I actually read a book by an author who said that it seems that the internal monologue seems to be fixated on the left brain. So every time he does have to put his cell phone up to his ear, he makes sure he makes 
sure that he puts it on his left side of his head because if any part of his brain is going to be irradiated or damaged, let it be his left brain, which I thought was funny and that stayed with me. Um, also made me think of the setting savant syndrome where any sort of damage, please don't damage your brains, but any sort of damage to the left anterior lobe um, creates sudden savants, like creates sudden geniuses out of nowhere. You can Google this. Um, so there's that. But I, if you take a step back out of our present moment in quote unquote time and think about all the human beings leading up to this point, like this has to be intense. I don't think we're meant to be like constantly bombarded the way that we are. And everybody keeps saying that they feel great when they go into nature. But is it just the fact that they're with nature and in nature? Because this is still nature. We are a part of nature, right? It's just something's going on, right? But is it the fact that they're out there or is it the fact that they're away from all of this electrical stuff there is another book i can't think of the title right now but it's um it was so, something to the effect of you every once in a while just take three days and just go out away from everything go out into quote nature and the first day it's gonna be kind of weird the second day is gonna be tough but by the third day you'll feel the zen and peace and i really think about how people even 400 years ago if it was easier for them to have peace, then it is for us now because they were, they didn't have all this going on. We don't know what it's like or it's becoming less and less normal, right? To just be without all of these sort of electrical things. Like even in rural parts of the world, you know, we're seeing more and more you know, towers creeping in and, you know, things like that. And I just, I just want you guys to really think about it and be mindful. Just keep it in the forefront of your mind, or at least in the back of your mind, that just because something is considered normative in the present doesn't mean that in the future, there isn't going to be consequences of this. And doesn't mean that right now we're not experiencing symptoms of a greater problem. You get what I mean, right? Like, Take a step back and look at our society, right? Just look. You can even look within just the last two years and just pay attention. We're always told, go hard, right? Like, this is super safe. This is super safe. This is super safe. And then people get pushed into one direction. And then what ends up happening is, like, think about um, the opioid epidemic, right? There's a show on Hulu. Uh, it's like a, a miniseries featuring Michael Keaton. I can't remember the name right now, but if you Google it, if you Google Michael Keaton, opioid um, epidemic and Hulu, it'll pop up. But it was, you know, when those, when opioids first came out, um, I forget what's the name of the actual drug at the moment, it escapes me, but, you know, doctors were being told that these things were perfectly safe, right? And then patients thought these things were perfectly safe and they're taking it. So I don't know, like they're only, and this is going to be a temporal type of episode because I, I really want to get you guys into the habit of shifting yourself out of time. I put out a video um, on my TikTok and it's on my Instagram, on my YouTube as well. It's called The pa uh, the Present is the Past. I really want my listeners, I really want you guys to get into the habit of shifting out of time. Like you need to be a time traveler. I like that. You need to consider, I want my listeners, I want you guys, everybody listening to this podcast 
right now. I want you to reconsider yourself. Call yourself now a time traveler because what is a time traveler able to do, right? You're like like the doctor. You can exist in the present, sure. But you should also be able to shift back and forward at any moment in time. Time in the constructed sense, right? But we can still use the, the label, right? You should be able to shift out of any moment in time using your mind. Your mind as a time machine. Use your mind as your time machine. Use your consciousness as your time machine. Project yourself out of the present moment and not in the you know, way where your internal monologue tries to get you to do where you're, you know, you're out of the moment, right? And you're focusing on regret, right? That's the negative aspect of that, okay? Because every, every time I've talked about this, I, put, I talked about this when I went live and a couple people commented about, well, aren't you supposed to focus in the moment and be present? Yes, but you don't have to always do that, right? So think about everything in this reality right now. It presents as dual. I know sometimes I speak in dual terms, but you have to work with what, it, what we have. Yes, I know that when I stand in the light, I cast a shadow, but my shadow and myself are one, but that does not negate the existence of my shadow, right? So you have to address both form and shadow. It's the same thing with this sort of discussion, Okay. Yes, there are. Yes, ultimately, it is important for you to be present and in the moment. Yes, there are moments when you have to pull yourself out of the past and out of the future and be in the moment. But that's just one aspect of it. To be a true time traveler, you should be able to master the ability to shift out of any moment in space time using your mind, a temporal master, (laughs) if you will, Uh, a time lord, okay? I want you guys to become time lords and ladies, although ladies can be time lords. That's been established in Doctor Who, okay? So right now looking around, we are, we have a technology. I'm holding it, you know, as I'm talking to you guys. And in this present moment, it is considered safe, even though more and more researchers are coming out on the fringes and saying, perhaps there are issues with these things. What are they doing? What is it doing to our brain? What is it doing to our bodies? What is it doing to our health? Now, I, as a time lord or lady, I want you to be able to project your mind five years into the future taking in all the information that you you have right now, project your mind five years into a future, which is very easy to do because you take, you, 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 you take in research, you take in information, credible research, right? From doctors who've done the research and then you project to the highest probable future because remember all futures exist as probabilities. More than likely you're going to end up in the, the, in the future with the most probable outcome. That doesn't mean that weird things can't happen. But for example, let's go back to the 2016 election. People were saying that it was highly improbable for Donald Trump to have become president. And it wasn't because he was on the ballot. So there was a, the the probability was there. And people in that moment were ignoring all of the information that was suggesting that he could very well win that that could be a probable outcome because we're being told by the media and by the pundits that it was definitely going to be Hillary, right? So we saw 
a, a, a future that was possible, but both futures were probable. It's just we were told that the Hillary Clinton presidency was just a higher probability, but we did not take in that probability, that projection was not based on adequate research, right? In hindsight, it was really easy to, to see, right? Most people did not want to go out to vote for Hillary, for example. And then some people who just wanted to watch the world burn, right? And so they just wanted to elect him. And some people who were just fed up with the system get it, right? So all of these things were not considered when you sit and you listen to the media. So what I said in the video, um, the present is the past, is that when you watch the news, they might speak with an air of authority to tell you what future is going to be possible or probable, what the future is going to hold. But do not take that. That's just one field of information. That's just one research point. That's just one data point. Okay, if the news is telling you something, consider the news as just one data point, one data point, a solo data point. That should not be enough. If you want to be a time lord, if you want to be a true time traveler, forgo building a time machine, a physical time machine. You're going to have to do this with your mind. So I'll say this again. I'm not saying to not be able to sit and be present. I'm not saying we're going to throw that out of the window. I just finished meditating before I hopped on there. I can be present before I hopped on here, rather. I can be present. But to be a true time traveler, you have to start considering probability. And you have to understand that everything we're conditioned to expect as far as time is concerned, as far as society is concerned, as far as future and culture and history, everything that we're told, the truth lies in the opposite direction. So we're told that in order for you to travel, you need to travel physically. You need a time machine. And I'm telling you the opposite. A time machine is something that's physical, right? In order to time jump, you only need a mind, which is non-physical, right? You might experience it moment by moment to get there, but you can project your mind to highly probable futures based on what you put in. Use your mind as a time machine, right? A probability machine. So if you this is fun. And I love that you guys, I love that I can, I have a podcast where I can sit and talk about these really complex ideas. And I know that the people who are listening to it are picking up what I'm putting down. You have no idea how much joy I get from the, from just doing the podcast. It's, it's, you know, the TikToks, in fact, uh, I'm going to probably Within the next, by the end of the year, I probably will not post as much to TikTok anymore. And I'm definitely going to pull all of my videos on there because I just feel like I don't want to dumb down. I want to be able to sit and talk about, can you make your mind into a time machine? And I know that the people who are listening to it are like on my wavelength. Uh, that to me, I'd, I'd rather talk to, you know, 10,000 people who are resonating on the same frequency as me and they, they get what I'm saying than 300,000 or 500,000 people that like it's not clicking or they're like, what are you talking about? So I, you have no idea how much gratitude I have for you guys that I can sit and say, hey, this is what I think is going on. And I know because I get the DMs from you guys and I get the emails from you guys. I know you guys are picking up what I'm putting down. I see the comments on YouTube. Thank you. So go back. 
we are conditioned in this world, right? Everything we're told, the, the truth literally is in the diametrically opposite direction. So we're told that in order for you to have a time machine, you need to build something physical. And I'm telling you that in order for you to have a time machine, it has to be something non-physical. So imagine your mind as a non-physical time machine. And the way you input the coordinates to the most probable future experience, reality experience, is you have to take in data, okay? So this is being said over here, and this is being said over here, and this is being said over here. So you take that in by exposure. You read, listen, right? You take that in, you take all these different inputs and you you literally you have to use a visual of like I'm now I'm inputting all this information into my mind. Remember we are in a simulation. So in order for you to to really take the simulation approach and run with it. Okay. Side note, I tend to speak in absolutes. I don't know for 100% of a fact that we are in a simulation. It certainly seems the most probable. Um so just it appears that we are in a simulation, okay? So we're just taking that premise and running with it, but I just want to let you know that that even though I might say we are in a simulation, you know, the fine print of this podcast reads, it's like, obviously, like, I don't know 100%. So I, I don't want to speak in absolutes, but carry on, we carry on. So imagine a non-physical time machine, right? And instead of you typing in, okay, the coordinates are January 20th, 2050, right? You have to literally, instead of physically typing it in, you have to input the data into your mind. Your mind itself, your brain itself is a time machine. And so whatever you expose, every data point you expose your brain to is a coordinate, which will allow your mind, your brain and your mind are two different things, which will allow your mind, your brain is confined to this reality, right? But it will allow your mind to project yourself, your consciousness into a most probable future reality experience based on this data point. It will also allow you to shift your consciousness to probable realities as well, based on once again, data that you'd collect in and to, you know, adjust the coordinates. So if you're saying, for example, I want to experience a future or a, a reality where I have achieved this. Okay, fine. Now, what do you need to do? You, could, you, could, you can use your mind to use your brain to, be, to, to direct you to that probable reality to collapse the wave function of that probable reality. What do you need to input? What coordinates do you need to input in order to actualize that, to shift you, to travel you to that, to travel to that reality experience, right? Okay, I want to be a CEO of a corporation. You're still going to travel moment by moment, right? And you don't know how long it's going to take you to get there. But you can project your mind there and then reverse engineer the coordinates to get you to that point. And so at that point, you have to slowly start gathering the data and then you start doing the work and then it will take you to that destination. But you have to be patient. It's a very inefficient time machine, <laughs> um, but it is what it is. You know, you got to work with what you got. Yeah. So start with this understanding that the present is the past. Now, what do I mean by that? As I explained in the video, 
what you're experiencing right now, everything you're experiencing in the present moment are the effects of a past cause. Everything you're experiencing in the present moment are the effects of a past cause. So everything that is happening to you right now is a result of a past action. All right, you are listening to the podcast right now because you hit play, what is it, 27 minutes ago, depending on how fast you're listening, right? So you're experiencing the effects of the past cause. Now take that analogy of listening to a podcast and then blow it up in time. Remember, you don't have to be fixated in this moment in, in time. If you're going to be in, you're going to be present. That's fine because once again, your brain is use your brain as a time machine. But that means that you should be able to travel not just in the future and the past positively. Remember, I said that what your internal monologue tries to do, it will throw you to the past and it will project you into the future. But it tends to use your mind's ability to shift through moments in time against you by imagining improbable i mean think about it the things that you that trigger your anxiety when you're actually if you're honest with yourself are actually highly improbable so it's on the left it's on the negative aspect right it is it your internal monologue is is attempting to hijack your system this is something your mind needs to be in control of but you have the ability it's just what you're experiencing with anxiety is the inverse of that it projects you to a shitty past and keeps you there and you're experiencing the past physiologically because when you're thinking about that fucked up thing that happened to you in sixth grade or whatever your body is going through it you're experiencing it if your body is going through it your body is experiencing it i say that again if your body is going through it right if your heart is racing if you're getting angry if your mood is like depressed because you're thinking about something that happened what's what's happening you just travel back in time You've just traveled back in time while being in the present because all of time is happening right now. You may not see it, see it, but you're seeing it with your mind's eye because your mind has traveled using your body, the physical form. Your mind is non-corporal. It's a non-corporal aspect of your body and your brain is the physical. So when you allow your internal monologue to project you to the past, you experience physiologically the past. So you, you are traveling. If you're sitting there and you're thinking about something that happened to you 30 years ago and you are having the same physiological reactions because you're seeing it, you've just traveled 30 30 years in the past. Except it's not you, right? It's the internal monologue has hijacked your mind's ability to do this and is using your brain to generate these negative energies, but you can do it. If the internal monologue can use it, so can you. The key is you taking active, active control of your mind. Same thing with the future. If it can project you into, in my opinion, improbable futures, you start imagining the worst case scenarios. Guess what? The worst case scenario that your internal monologue is generating and imagining, those are probable futures. They exist as prob- probabilities right now, which is why you are able to see it. You can't see something that doesn't exist. But that doesn't mean that it's, it's the most probable. It's just, it's just probable. It's a probability. Otherwise, you wouldn't be able to see it, to ex- experience it. To, to, to be in it. You're in the future right now. Your mind is doing that, which is why you're feeling the fear and the anxiety. You're seeing it. You're literally time traveling. So now I'm saying is take control of that. Take, grab a hold of that and intentionally control it. What do I need to do to make it so that this, you know, this 
future that I'm imagining. You're not imagining, you're imaging, which is to image it, is to see it. This future that I'm seeing, because people want to talk about manifesting. You're not manifesting anything. You're imaging it, imagining it. You're seeing it. And in order for you to see something, it has to exist out there. Now you just have to physically collapse it. And the actions you take will bring that into fruition. You're not manifesting shit because it already exists. If you could see it, it already exists. If you can imagine it, it already exists. Now, the the key here is what steps can you take to increase the probability of you experiencing that? And there's some things that are just highly improbable. And it would just be you have to just stop with just the imaging of it, right? You could see it, but like... The steps in which you need to take, the, the, the coordinates that you need to input into your brain for your, for your mind to take your body to that experience, I'll say this three times, the steps that you need to coordinate, the coordinates that you need to put into your brain for your mind to take it, take your body to that experience, I'm not going to say it more than once, <laughs> you can rewind it, um, are, are just too improbable right? Or you're just not willing to do it. Or it's going to take too much energy. Because once again, it's like a time machine, right? You have to work like time machine needs, a time machine needs energy. So if it's not, if you cannot really put in the, the energy, then you're, it's only going to exist as a probability. You can't collapse that wave function. Like imagine I decided I want to be the queen of England. The, the amount of steps that I would have to, it certainly exists as a probability. It could happen. But the energy, the energetic input I would need to put into to make that happen, as, long, as well as the data points that I need to find to collect to, you know, put together my coordinates so that that happens. I'd have to kill a lot of people. <laughs> I have to kill a lot of royals. Just kidding. I'm not kidding. I'm saying like, this is, that's the analogy of it. I'm not willing to put in that. I'm not willing to put in that level of work to make that happen. I, I don't even, I wouldn't even, it's, a, it's, it's highly improbable. It exists. As a probability, sure, but it's highly improbable, right? So it's the same thing like with a time machine, right? It's just some locations in space-time. Now I'm talking to my my <laughs> my Whovians. Some locations, my fellow Whovians, some locations in space-time are just difficult to traverse. And you've seen the doctor with his TARDIS and how like the, the TARDIS gives and it's like, ah, oh, I can't do that. Time and relative dimension in space right so he tries to go somewhere and he just it doesn't but at least he can get close so pick coordinates pick reality experiences probability you know that probabilities are relatively high and then work within that okay that's what i'm saying here um but you absolutely can do that but to go back to my point about the present being the past. Let's bring up the analogy again. It's now 34 minutes ago. You hit play. And now you are experiencing the effect of a past cause. You, we saw the same thing with the housing market. Right? If you're watching the news and the news is telling you, hey, this is the peak. And the inverse also applies. But if they're saying this is the peak. Actually, they, don't, they never tell you it's a peak, right? Because... They, they wouldn't. If, you, if they tell somebody it's a peak, then, you have to, then you'll know, okay, it's going to go down. But what they're doing is they're saying 
everybody's buying. Go buy, buy, buy. And then you see the real estate agents jumping in. Buy, buy, buy. And you have the lenders jumping in. Buy, buy, buy. If you take nothing else from me, take this. Hear this. If you find yourself, because this is going to keep happening because everything loops in this reality, right? If you find yourself in a situation where everybody around you is jumping onto something, remember that that thing that is popular or present or or not present it's popular or big or is like getting hyped in that present moment is a consequence not of the present what you're seeing is the effect of past causes what you're seeing right now is the effect of past causes so you unless you can literally go back 2 years don't jump into something that is being hyped up in the present. If anything, that's your time to get the fuck off. When everybody else is jumping into something, that's a time to get off. And, it, and on the opposite applies too. But sometimes when people are jumping off of something, it's almost like they're jumping off of something because, you know, the ship is falling. The, sink, the ship is sinking. So I wouldn't advise it if some, everybody's jumping off of something that you should jump on because sometimes they're jumping off of it because the ship is sinking. So I would not advise that. But I do want you to understand that when you are in something and everybody's saying that this is the next big thing and everybody's jumping in, pause. That should that should make you mindful and realize that what you're experiencing in that present moment is not the present. The present is already past. Look around your entire life right now. Everything that's existing around you right now is a result of things that you've done in the past. The present is not the present. The future, then, is the present. And I'm going to keep saying this. I'm not saying not to be mindful. I'm not saying that you can't be in the moment. I'm saying that you need to develop a habit of consciously projecting yourself to probable realities based on the information that you are seeing right now because... The present is the past and the future is the present. And so based on what's going on in the future, I'm sorry, based on what is going on in the present, you can figure out where your, pre- where your true present, the future, is going to be. Right? So here's an example, another practical example, but in, to, in, in terms of your health. Okay? There are some people, there are a lot of people who drink. Because drinking alcohol is considered normative. And they drink and they drink and they drink because they feel like, well, I mean, I drink, I get a hangover, I'm fine. There is no direct consequence right now in the present moment. So they think the drinking isn't really going to, it's not really going to harm them adversely. Because they're going off of the observation of their body in the present. But the present is the past. Your health at the present moment is based on what you did like 10 years ago. And you weren't drinking copious amounts of alcohol 10 years ago. You're probably like in your teens, right? But what you're experiencing right now, the reason why it's not affecting your body right now is because the present is the past. It's a reflection of the choices that you made because the choices that you made earlier in your life were to not drink because it was obviously not legal to drink alcohol. So you're probably eating healthier or relatively healthier, you certainly weren't consuming copious amounts of alcohol the way people are encouraged to drink now. 
And so the youth, you know, people in the 20s and the 30s and even 40s, they feel like, well, there's no direct response to what I'm putting in my body now, so I'm fine. But with this mindset, if you project yourself into the future, understand that the consequences of what you're doing right now are not going to be felt now because you're living in the past presently. The consequences of everything you're doing right now will be experienced in the future. Because the future is your present. Your present is the future. Everything that you're doing right now, it's, it's, it's correlated. It is entangled. You are entangled with your future self right now. You are entangled with your future self now. Now is the, is the binding moment. So to be truly present is to look at all variations of the now, which is also the past, which is also the present, which is also the future. Be in the now, but don't forget that everything is happening right now. You are a time machine. You are a time traveler. Act accordingly. Okay, here's another example. Businesses. All right, I told you I'm going to start. We're going to start using quantum physics practically, right? Because all this stuff about quantum physics and, okay, what are the practical applications? We're going to come back to it. Because I've talked about this last episode. I'm come, it's worth repeating. Every, everything you're putting in. So right now I've talked to you guys about, you know, hey, donate. Support the channel because I want to start doing videos and stuff like that. Support the channel. I, I, I put the information out there. I know that I'm not going to get the response that I'm looking for right now. I know that, like, because people keep telling me, like, why don't you have a million followers? Because the present is the past. All right? The reason why I don't have a, a ton of subscribers, I don't even like the word followers, but a ton of subscribers to the YouTube channel is because... I haven't yet experienced the effect of the cause. I'm in the present moment. This is me creating the cause. The effects of everything I'm going to be doing right now isn't going to be felt until the future because my future is my present. I'm just getting to it. Okay? My future is my present. Right now is the past. You hear what I'm saying? Because I feel like I got to keep looping it until it sinks in. My future is my present. My present is my future. The present is the past. So everything I'm doing right now, I'm laying down the foundation. I'm not going to have the experiences or the responses now in the present. That's where we get caught up. That's why I really want to like, I want to break down your perception of time. Like, let's break it down. Let's deconstruct this shit. That's where you get caught up because you go and you do something. I put out a video. Nobody's watching it. <laughs> right? And then you get you get discouraged and you take it out. Stop doing that. What you've done is you've started the cause. So now you're you're you've started the cause. So the effect that you're looking for is not going to be is not going to be today. The effect of what you've you've put today what you've planted today, what you started today, what you created today, 
the effects of what you're painting today, the effects of the business that you're building today is not going to be felt today. What you're doing, this is the past. You're just setting your, your, the present is the past. What you're hoping to accomplish and experience exists as a probability in the future, but it's now. But you're not going to feel the effects of what you're doing today until the future. And your future is your present. You're already there now. The present is the past. The best analogy I can think of is a seed. But the problem with that analogy is that it shifts your mind away from the quantum. But I'll still use the analogy because it doesn't hurt. You plant a seed. You don't dig it up. You know that you planting the seed, right? You're doing that because on some level you know that if you put in all of, the, if you, all of these things, I know that in order for this tree to grow, I need to do this, 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 and this. And then you do the things you need to do and then you leave it. You don't go and dig it up and look. Ignore that shit. You just go in and you put in the work. You go in and you put every day, you go in and you put in the work. You go in, put in the work. Not even every day. Sometimes you got to leave shit alone. Like if you're watering this shit all the time, you could drown it. It's the same thing with your business. It's okay to take a break. It's okay for you to let the shit just do its thing. Because you know that there's going to come a season in the future where that tree is going to pop up. Stop expecting shit to sprout immediately because you just planted it. I had somebody comment on the live. They said, well, the only thing, the reason why things are discouraging for me is because I just don't know. I just don't know when that's going to come. And that's fine. You don't have to know when it's going to come. But for, for, for the, to be what you need to be, the, to be who you're trying to be, it's, it's harder. Right? So if you're trying to, to be a sovereign, that's what essentially what somebody who is self-employed is trying to do. You're trying to be a person who's dependent on nobody but themselves. Well, that's going to be harder to do. Right? It's going to take a little bit of, quote, time. But what I said is that, let me actually finish that. So most people, when they work, they do a regular job where they are employed by somebody else. You know in two weeks you're going to get that paycheck. You cannot afford to have that same mindset as an entrepreneur. Because those people are giving up their dreams. Somebody is buying their time and using their time to, to build their dreams. To, 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 they're using their energy. Yeah, think about what's going on here. Remember I said you plug in the time machine it's also your time machine, your mind is also a, like jumps universes. So they're using, and it's not a bad thing, but they're using your energy to power their dimensional shifter to shift them into the reality experience where they succeed. That's what they're paying you for. They're paying you so that you use your time as energy, you use your energy to power their reality experience. Because it takes energy to collapse wave function. It takes energy to shift realities, right? So they're, they're paying you 
to power their dreams. And so that's why it's consistent. But when you're trying to power your own dream, at first anyway, because eventually if that's what you're trying to be as a self, self-employed self and entrepreneur, you're going to have to do the same. You're going to have to pay people. You're going to exchange you know, money for their time and their energy to power your dreams and shift you to that reality. It's okay. But it's it's harder as a person who's trying to do something on their on their own to do to be an entrepreneur. Because you're not gonna get that check in two weeks. In fact, in two weeks you might have a bill. <laughs> it's going the opposite direction. Right? Somebody who is selling their time, right? They're going to, you know, they're going to get paid for that. You who are trying to acquire and create time and travel through time and space. It's going to cost you energy at first. So you have to keep that in mind, which is why I said in last week's episode, when, when you're starting your own business, don't just quit your job because what you're trying to do, you need to balance that energy because in order for you to start a business, Right. At some you have to balance. You have to give a bit of your time. You have to sell a bit of your time while also essentially working for free. You're paying your own self. Nobody's gonna pay you. You have to pay your own self. So it helps to have a steady source of income where you're temporarily selling your time to help somebody else actualize your dreams. But in the meantime, you're working towards generating the energy necessary to shift you to a reality where you have powered your dreams. It's give and take. Nobody, we're not, you know, there's, there's billions of people on the planet. We're not exploiting each other. We're looking, you know, everybody's trying to do their own thing, actualize their own reality or whatever. So it is what it is. But just keep that in mind. What I said to, um, I have a friend of mine who, um, they, you know, we had a conversation talking about how busy they are. And they said, you know, like they're getting ready to sell their company. And they've had this company for like years, right? And they said they're getting ready to sell their company. And so they've got all this work to do and they're going to be super busy over the next like, you know, four months or whatever, getting things done. But at the end, they're going to have a pretty cool like payout. Uh, So they know by the, like in four months that they're going to get paid. And there was a part of me that was like, like I thought about it and I was like, it's so much harder as an entrepreneur at the beginning because you're putting the same amount of work as somebody who's about to sell their business and they know that there's going to be a check, but you're putting in the same amount of work, but you don't know <laughs> when you're going to get paid. So you're putting it's the same, but it balances out. It balances out because the universe, it's, it's, it loves balance. So at the beginning, when my friend started their business, they were working their asses off. They were putting in that same amount of time, if not more so, maybe even double that, to not have anything pay them off so now on the inverse of that at the end as they're trying to now sell their company now they they finally reach the effect of the past cause remember i said i put in a video i hope you're following me on insta cause and effect are one so the videos that i put out tend to sort of link it up to what i discuss or visualizations of what i discuss on the podcast but i'm making an infinity loop right now cause and effect are one cause and effect are one but the universe rewards the stubborn. 
It's not even being stubborn. It's just you knowing because you you can't. If I plant a seed and I just do it consistently, knowing that eventually it's going to become a tree, or I plant several seeds because I'm determined to see at least one of these motherfuckers like become trees, right? Is that me being stubborn, or is just me just knowing that simply because I've put in the steps into play, that I'm going to get the outcome? I'll say that again. Is it stubborn? Because I said this on the live. I said the universe reverse the universe rewards the stubborn and you almost have to be stubborn and i absolutely like i i want you to have that because when you wake up and you do a thing and it doesn't turn out the way you want it to go that day you have to be like fuck you universe <laughs> i'm gonna get rich or die trying or i'm i'm gonna succeed or die trying or i'm gonna be you know, I'm going to have a great marriage or die trying. I'm going to have great kids or die trying, right? Like you have to tell the universe, like, this is going to happen. And I said that to just give people the motivation to keep going. But to use the tree analogy again, if you plant the seed and you consistently, there's just shit that you're supposed to do, right? You plant it, give it a couple of days, you water it fertilize it, keep an eye on it. You make changes, things like that. Every once in a while, I might get infected. That's fine. You treat it. Are you being stubborn? Is it a stubbornness? If you know that eventually, if you just follow the steps, eventually the tree is going to grow. One of these trees are going to grow because you planted it. Nature does that shit naturally. Like I saw this video of this guy who just would go to parks and he would eat watermelons and then he would just spit the seeds out. He didn't even do anything. And a whole like watermelon patch just kind of grew in its place. That's the reality we're living in, just so you know. But the problem is he did that. He did that knowing that eventually something was going to happen because he just knew that that's the reality. You plant that seed, you give it time. You give it the right environment. It has to be the right, the right circumstances. Eventually shit's going to happen. If he would have spat that into the ocean, it wouldn't have grown. If he would have spat that into the desert, it wouldn't have grown. He did it somewhere where it was lush and it had the right environment for that to happen. So it happened. It was inevitable. Now, some people are spitting their seeds into the wrong environments, but you have to make sure you're in the right environment, All right? So is it stubborn? If you just know that, look, I'm gonna, I'm, this is, it's inevitable if I just consistently do this thing, I'm going to get to where I'm going. I mean, it's inevitable if you drink consistently, you're going to end up with an issue. If it's not alcoholism, it's going to be, you know, severe degradation of your body. If it's not that, it's going to be cirrhosis. If it's not that, it's going to be something because you can't continuously put poison in your body and not be, and not expect the consequence of that. And you don't even need to be mindful of that. It's not like people who are drinking copiously are trying to get fucked up in the future. They're not even aware of that. But if you take, if you, that's just how this universe works. If you do certain things, Certain things are going to fucking happen, right? right? So it's, it's all cause and effect are one. Cause and effect are one. Cause and effect are one. You just have to be consistent. The problem is when you stop. Because you're not getting result. You haven't given enough time. It's okay to take a break. It's okay not to burn out. Because that's the other thing, right? Because a lot of the reason why people get burnt out is because they are, they're, they're trying to force things on their timing. This is when they think it's supposed to happen. So when it, they're trying to do all this stuff to make it happen on their time, chill. It's going to happen. Take a break. 
Because listen, a lot of shit that you're doing in order, in order to force it to happen, the way this universe works, it, it's not even, it's going to end up being something stupid. <laughs> like, right? Like you're just doing all this shit and then it's just going to be something random, like some fluke. Somebody just pops up out of nowhere and they're like, here, boom. It doesn't, it's not even, it's just, it just, it rewards your consistency. And that's it really. As long as you just, you just keep showing up. Take a break. Don't work yourself right. That doesn't do anything. All it does is facilitating you getting to a point where you go, okay, fuck this, I quit. So, one more time. The present is the past. Look around you. You see trees. What you're experiencing is the past. It's the effect of a past cause. The future is the present. Move accordingly. Nothing wrong with being present. Nothing wrong with the power of now. But understand that the future is also now. The past is also a now, especially if you're shifting there. The present is also somebody's now. But it's all... Or wibbly wobbly <laughs> timey wimey stuff that's for the whovians all right all right so closing remarks oh this is cool so i wrote what if people who wrote the bible meant it as a warning against thought forms and tulpas and we've just completely misunderstood them this whole time that's something i need to explore um I already said the simulation rewards stubbornness. Ah, here's a good one. Adversity is part of the game. To achieve success, you have first to pay your dues. Setbacks are built into the path of success. Stop bitching about it. (laughs) That was a personal note to myself. I say it again. Adversity is part of the game. To achieve success, you must first pay your dues. Setbacks are built into the path of success. So stop bitching about it. You know why I said that? I don't know why I wrote that. Because uh, I had a friend of mine. She reached out to me. She was like, we're trying to accomplish something. And as soon as we hit a, set, we hit a setback, she was like, oh, this is what's going on. And I was like, you're, you're never going to get... If, if the moment I said, okay, I want to sell this thing. And the moment I posted it, somebody bought it right away. I would be like, that's a fucking miracle. Because that's not this world. You have to know the rules of the game. It's never, there's, it's never a straight line from point A to point B. So just understand that when you start something, expect adversity. I'm on my path. I've told you guys what my path is. Right? I, I'm going to expect shadow bands. I'm going to expect drops in listening. I'm going to expect slow growth. I'm going, that's all. I don't even pay this shit any mind because the shit that I'm experiencing right now has nothing to do with me. It's a past. All of these things, the shadow ban and all that, it's just, it's like, it's like I'm growing, I'm growing a tomato plant and it's got a little blight on it. Do I lose my mind? No, it's part of the process. Nobody in this world, nobody, nobody, not Jeff Bezos, 
Nobody. I don't just Oprah. Nobody. John Boyega. Nobody. Idris Elba. Nobody. Nobody has gotten to where they've gotten. Nobody that you consider a success has gotten to where they are now without adversity. Nobody. So stop thinking yourself above adversity. Suck it up, buttercup. Nobody. What you're seeing right now, the people that you, you know, we are told to look up to, right? Idris Elba, Viola, um, is it Viola Davis? Uh, the Woman King is on the forefront of my mind, in case you're wondering. Although I know he just wasn't in it. But, you know, like all the people that we look up to that right now, like we're like, okay, these people are really successful. What you're seeing is the past. What you're seeing are the effects of their past work. You think they woke up and got there? Stop. Table that envy. Nobody in this series, all 7 billion people on this planet, it, the, the simulation, the rule applies to everybody. Whatever it is you're going to start, expect it. Expect adversity. Expect to have problems. You're going to have problems. The hardships are part of the game. Even walking, learning to walk, you're going to fall. No baby just wakes up and then just starts doing jumping jacks. It's everything. For a seed to become a tree, it faces bullshit. Even a seed. It faces, do you ever watch those National Geographic where they show the animals like traveling from like eggs to like they do this migration? Not all, like some people get eaten, right? Like it's it's built in. It's it's a rule of the game. It's in the simulation. So all like, okay, so, oh, this is, it's not working. I wanted to do something. And then like nobody listened. And just, that's you, how, when you get to where you're going, if you didn't have shit to overcome, how are you going to be able to tell stories of how you got to where you're going? It's part of the game. The game constructs stories. It's a narrative. It's a narrative generating machine. Right? So I'm trying to get somewhere. Part of my story is a constant shadow. It's <laughs> a shadow banning. Right? It, it's me, you know, telling people, hey, donate. Donate to the cause. You know, buy a shirt. You know, it's, it's me having a store up and like maybe... Five people have ordered. That's okay. In the last year, I don't care. I'm grateful for each person who did order. I'm grateful for each person that has reached out. And maybe they couldn't, you know, support financially, but they've offered their services. I'm grateful for those people. But do I like lose sleep when like I have paintings that don't sell? No. When I reach out to galleries and I say, "Hey, like represent me," and every single gallery I con- I contact turns me down people think i'm represented i'm not my art is only on my website and in my studio because every single gallery that i've contacted said my art is too black it's too ethnic it's too this it's too that nobody's gonna buy this can you do abstract shit no i cannot do abstract shit because this is this is art that needs to represent people of color and there's not enough representative art of people of color other cultures other ethnicities like white people for example can afford to other like white artists can afford to do abstract art because they have enough art that represents them black people and people of color do not so no i can't and then they say okay well we can't you know you're a good painter but we can't you know we're, we're not gonna carry your stuff cool it's fine i'm not it's not it's built in Otherwise, what story would I have to fucking tell you guys? Like, it would be a shitty movie if just everything, <laughs> everything I attempted in my life just happened. No, I had to go through some shit so that the story is fucking interesting, so my character is interesting. And the same applies to you. 
take every adversity that you come across it, that you face, every issue, every rejection, every failure, every time you set out to do something and nobody responds or people tell you you're not going to make it, right? You want to do something that's a problem. You want to do something that's a problem. Understand that, that you, nobody is spared adversity in this game. Everybody's got like, everybody's got to go through shit. The analogy I used in the last episode, I think was um, Amazon and Jeff Bezos only because that's, you know, what's in my mind right now. Um, not Amazon, but just it's the analogy that makes the most sense. It took him 14 years, 14 years for Amazon to become profitable. How many of you guys would have quit after a year? How many of you guys would have quit after five years? How many of you guys would have quit after 13 years? I really need you to sit with that. Now, imagine the shit that he had to go through from point one to point 14. I'm sure as he continued, he started to realize, okay, no, this is going to happen. I just got to keep going. But how many of you guys would have quit? Why do we live in a society that conditions us to think that we are above adversity? Quit your fucking bitching. Expect to fail. The failure is programmed in. I don't even like, like shit happens now. I don't even, like it doesn't even, <laughs> it's like, I, I don't even like, they don't even like, they're not even blips on my fucking radar anymore. Like shit happens. Like I posted a video yesterday. The video is funny as hell. It, the video is called, is reincarnation a trap. I posted it yesterday on Instagram and I feel like eight, I have 300,000 followers, su- supposedly, subscribers rather. Um, but after like eight hours, I had like 300 views and I just laughed. I'm like, this video is fucking funny. So I took it down and posted it again. Last time I checked, it was like a thousand. It's fine. Clearly shadow banned and it's okay. Um, there's some shit, the issues I've been having with TikTok behind the scenes. So I get it. It's fine. But you think I care? No. Do you think this means that I'm not going to get to where I'm going? That's the problem. The problem is that we think that when things aren't going the way we want it to go is if we take that as a sign that we're not going to get to where we're going. And that's not true. It's just you need the adversity. It's not even you need it. It's programmed in. The the so-called failures aren't really failures. It's just the adversity that's programmed. And I remember telling you guys about how like my mom, she wanted to sell her house. And in the back of my mind, I was like, I know the first fucking realtor is not going to be the right in- realtor. And sure enough, it wasn't. And I didn't, it wasn't even, I didn't jinx it. I, sh- I just know, at this point, I know how the game works, right? So the first realtor she met with was like trying to buy her house for like 60K. She was like, we can't, no, actually it was less than that. It was like 30K. My mom paid like $120,000 for this house. And this lady was coming and telling her like the most you'll be able to get was like 45K. All right, that was the first realtor. Fuck that person. The second realtor came along and that person was like low-key racist. Fuck that person. The third realtor came along. It's just like they didn't want to be bothered. Fuck that person. The fourth person that finally showed up. And I was like, I know it's going to be this chick. I just knew it. I called her. I found her. I was like, all right, cool. She was able to get my mom 25K over asking. Same house. Maybe they clean it up like a little bit, put like five grand into it. 25k we're asking and that was when it clicked for me like it's never a straight fucking line it's always like so whatever it is you're gonna start like i i'm i I could sit here and consistently like tell you guys hey you know donate to the podcast like and and i'm just saying it because i know that it has to be said because i gotta take my hits but i need you to keep that same energy Keep that same energy for anything that you undergo. You're going to take the fucking hits. Start a business if you want to. Go back to school if you want to. Like, 
I had a beautiful lady comment that she's like, thank you for this. It's, you know, it's inspiring me to go back to school, go back to school, but understand you're, you're, it's going to kick your ass a bit. Take the hits, man. Like, but finish. You're, you're going to get your ass kicked. It's okay. You know, maybe it's the dramas that we watch. Maybe it's the TV shows that we watch that conditioned us. Like every time you want to do something, there's some shit that happens or whatever. And then it makes a whole drama about it. Ignore it. Like, it's fine. Like it, this, all this shit that you're seeing right now, it's just part of the game. Ignore it. When you're playing a video game and like you're playing Mario or whatever, and like some obstacle comes in, you're trying to get to the flag at the end of the game. Do, 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 right. You're, you're all the shit you're jumping. <laughs> okay. There's a young man whose father's name is author. And, um, your dad reached out to me. Uh, he says he's 13 years old and I didn't realize I had 13 year olds listening to me, but shout out. I didn't catch his name. That didn't give me his name, but shout out to you. Um, your dad's author and he mentioned, mentioned you. I told, I promised I was going to cuss less and, um, I did try. <laughs> so I apologize for that. Um, but shout out to you, young man. Um, keep, you know, keep being great. Um, but yeah, you play Mario and you get, you know, you, you know, the flags there, you know it. So all the little, like, adversity all the shit you have to jump over right the little like what well, forget what they're called the koopas and and all of that right it's all built into they're not there really to stop you though it's your mindset you can either say well these these things are just here to stop me maybe or they're just part of the game right you just jump over the shit you hit them with fireballs you keep it moving like they're just there you have to keep that same energy you have to keep that same energy with anything that you're hoping to accomplish in this world you have to keep that same energy with anything that you're hoping to accomplish in this world. All right, so I'm going to reread my notes to you guys um, just to really pull everything together. Um, it's, we're going to go back to time, right? Okay, so if you find yourself reacting to whatever it is that's going on in your present moment, you're already in the past. You need to use time. Don't let time use you. Shift your mindset away from a temporal view of reality to a causal view. Everything you've experiencing or everything you're experiencing right now is an effect of a past cause, which means whatever you're experiencing now is also the cause of a future effect. Move accordingly. Think in terms of beginning a causal reaction. Consistent effort will eventually lead to a desired outcome. The stuff in the middle, that's just noise. Desire and outcome are one. Think back to the housing market at its peak. Bitcoin at 50K. Look around you. If people are jumping on something or saying the next big thing is here, what you're experiencing is the peak or the cause that it precedes the effect or the fall. This applies to human behavior as well. Many futures exist as probabilities. Think about the most probable future of what you're seeing play out in the present. And that is what will be actualized. But you need to obviously take in as much data as you possibly can to project yourself to what is going to be the most probable future, to perceive it, to see it, to image it, imagine it. You have to learn to think in 4D, beyond the present moment. Yes, it is good to be present when you're meditating, but outside of that, engage all dimensions, past, present, and future simultaneously in order to ensure the best probable outcome for any given option or choice that you're making in the now. Because once again, if you find yourself reacting to whatever it is is going on in your present moment, you're already in the past. Thanks for listening.